Hi, I'm Alexandria Kenyon, and this is the Naked Conversations podcast. I feel that the most healing breakthroughs on my spiritual awakening have come from vulnerable conversations. When I connect with like-minded spiritual women, I feel free to be my authentic self. It's in the truth and safety of these conversations that we can offer each other healing, guidance, energetic support, and love. Hi guys, and welcome back to Naked Conversations, the podcast. I am so excited to share with you my guest today. Her name is Casey Paglarulo, and she is a therapist and energy practitioner in the Atlanta area. Welcome to the podcast, Casey. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing good. I'm feeling excited and grounded, and I just cannot wait to dive in with you. Ah! So tell everybody listening a little bit more. Let's dive a little bit deeper into what it looks like to be a therapist and an energy practitioner. Yes. So I have a private practice here in the Atlanta area, and it is a lovely combination of therapy and my holistic, woo-woo, energetic, oh, like all the goodness mixed up into one. For me, the creation of this private practice has opened me up and allowed me to custom make a container for my clients to step into their healing in a way that is rooted in therapeutic exploration. We're really diving into trauma and healing the inner children and doing all this work, but we're also inviting in the energetic component. So for me, a lot of my healing looked like combining those two things, which is exactly why I offer it to my clients now. I was working with a therapist and I was getting Reiki. So it was this lovely way to talk about and release and process my trauma. And then I was going and getting the energy work done and literally clearing all of that out of my body and the places that it was stored. And it's such a lovely combination that I just woke up to my my purpose. And I was like, this is what this is what my practice needs to look like. So now I do both. I so love that. And I love what you said about like, okay, like I did the work on in the emotional body and then I cleared it out of the physical body using Reiki. And, oh, and I love that you're like, okay, I see where like, you know, there's a gap. Like I see where there's a need and a desire um, for this experience to be blended together. So we're using, you know, the emotional body, but also the physical body and like the ethereal body, right? Like you have that spiritual aspect as well. So it's like mind, body, soul. Mm, I am so living for this mind, body, and soul focus that is coming into the earth right now. Like let's get this done. (laughs) Yes. That's the biggest thing I see is people come in and they're missing one of those legs. And so they're not feeling fully at home in their body or like people are feeling like they're still missing a piece. And that's what I love about private practice and working with my clients is the world is our oyster. We can go wherever we need to in the healing. You get to decide where we're going. We will follow the cues of your body. We'll lean in. We'll use brain spotting. We'll use talk therapy. We'll use Reiki. We'll use 
dance, ecstatic dance, whatever you feel like you need, there's, there's everything available here and more, and there's no timeline or curriculum for your healing. I love that. I am so happy that you are here on the earth at this time. It's very clear to me that you chose the right time to be here to manifest your gifts. It's just, it's so wonderful to feel like we are making a change. I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So Casey had reached out to me after I posted about looking for beautiful guests for my podcast. And we found that we had a mutual, I don't even know what to say, a mutual like inspiration, a mutual, a mutual teacher, way shower. I don't know. We had a mutual teacher. We had a mutual experience. We had both worked with Andrea E. Nicholas to awaken to pleasure. So when we first started talking, we were discussing how awakening to pleasure looked like in our marriage containers. And it was really fascinating because we had so many similarities of like, okay, like this is what we were experiencing prior. And now this is what we are. This is how we're operating now. And I'm so excited. So Casey, would you share a little bit about where you were at before you stepped into your pleasure? Yes. So I was not in a good place. I was not anywhere. I wasn't at home in my body. I wasn't at home with my partner. I was so lost. And all of this started when we planned a wedding. So I don't know if anyone else out there has planned a wedding, but it's not the most relaxing of experiences. (laughs) And I really found that my shit got stirred in the whole process of planning a wedding. Um, And that's when for me, it just these glaring, I couldn't avoid my shadows anymore at that point. Mm. So I look back on it and truly it was the biggest blessing, but it was, I was a snow globe. Somebody picked me up and they just shook the mess out of me and I had parts everywhere. (laughs) I love that. I love that analogy. (laughs) That's what it felt like. It was, um, yeah, it was, it was painful. Um, And that was the first time right after, I think it was a couple weeks after we got married, I went to therapy for the first time. Yeah. Beautiful. So you decided that you wanted to start therapy after you felt like what comes to mind is like all of your soul fragments were just everywhere. And you were like, okay, it's time to start calling this back to me. Like time to start reintegrating into my highest form. And so what did that look like when you walked into your therapist? Were you just all over the place? (laughs) Yeah, I I would say the biggest, most glaring thing that was present. And ironically, I just had this conversation with a woman this morning. The biggest thing that was present was I was afraid to do my healing work because I thought it would mean I needed to leave my husband. Oh, girl, yes. <laughs> I feel that so much. 
It's so real. Oh my God. Your honesty is so refreshing. I feel that in, in my body. And so, so you were afraid that if you did your healing work, that you would leave your husband. Why? (sighs) I had this irrational fear that I have found in many of my clients and dear sisters since this time. I had this irrational fear that somehow fully committing to me meant that I couldn't be in container and in partnership with my husband. And let's just go ahead and do a spoiler alert here. That was so not the case. (laughs) It's like, I've had this feeling when I started my awakening journey as well, as I was like, can, can my husband, this is obviously a projection at the time, like, will he be able to match my experience will he be able to match this energy so it was like a projection of really like oh my god my husband is like not awakening Mm," and like all of this and I'm going through all this and he's not going through it thank god because he was the ground (laughs) (laughs) he was like the practical grounding energy that like really he is the rock of, of the whole awakening and like I so desired like him to like go through the awakening too. So I had someone to relate to and, and that wasn't the case. So I had a dear mentor tell me during my awakening, because I had felt so overwhelmed. I felt like I wanted to go so internal that I couldn't even like deal with anything around me. So I went to her and I was like, what am I supposed to do? Like my husband's triggering me what am I supposed to do? And she was like, told me very specifically and very directly, like, do not leave Dustin. He is wonderful. And this is about you. And I was like, (gasps) and that was mirrored to me through my whole entire awakening is like, Dustin is amazing. He doesn't need to awaken. It's you. And I'm like, I was like, shit. (laughs) Um, And so it just led to like further evaluation of myself and how I was the one who was allowing myself to be triggered because I had places that I was not healed. Yes. Yes. And of course it's different for every woman um, as they come into this space. And there may be plenty of women who find that they do need to exit their con- the containers that they are in. But for me, one of the best things a dear friend said to me was, Casey, who are you to tell him how to awaken? Mm. Just because this is your path, Just because this is what your awakening has looked like does not mean it's his. And as long as you are both working towards heading into that vibration of happiness and health and well-being, then it doesn't matter how you get there. Yes. Oh, my God, medicine. Hmm, That is a yes. Like, (laughs) it is not your responsibility to awaken your partner. I had this conversation with my dear friend and she was like, put it into perspective for me because she was sharing with me about a family member who was masculine and he was awakening, but it was so different. It was Mm -hmm. very earth-based, very grounded, very much like 
not. I was like, how to talk to my higher self. I was like, well, what if I wanted Dustin to, to like be spiritual? And they were like, he is in his own way. So stop trying to make him you. And I was like, I was like, oh no. Cause I was like the whole point during my awakening, I realized that I wanted to be married to myself. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I just want to be married to myself so I can tell myself all of these beautiful things about me. And I was like, wait, you can be married to yourself. Hello. Like start saying the things that you want to yourself, start loving yourself, start romanticizing yourself, start literally like having sex with yourself. Like, what are you doing? And so that just triggered a whole, whole pleasure awakening of just mm, amazingness. Yeah. Yeah. So it was twofold. It was, oh gosh, it was this one part of me that was so terrified to do the healing work because I might lose my husband. And then this other part of me that was like, heal like me, do it like me. This is the way. Are you going to join me or not? And the second that I let go of that Mm. and decided to just be an embodied invitation, my husband set out on his own path and it has been such an honor to walk that journey separately and then embrace and hold hands in the parts where that makes sense. Oh my God. I'm literally kind of crying. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that so much in my heart because once you surrender to the idea that each soul has a beautiful energy signature, including your partner, and they are here to do their soul work and you surrender to stop trying to change them and just accept them because all we're really wanting is acceptance of ourselves. There is just this like deep healing. And like I have seen in my partner, Dustin is amazing. He is just so wonderful to me. Last night I was feeling so out of body and he gave me a massage. And I'm finally in the place where I can receive that kind of touch. Yes. And I started crying during the massage because I was like, I didn't think that this was available to me in this way, oh. this kind of love. And it's just, I'm further, I'm further unfolding to allowing him in. Yes. And it's so juicy. <laughs> I deeply, deeply relate to that. And so maybe this is a good place for me to talk about why I even walked into that therapist's office and what things looked like with my husband and I on an internet level. Tell us. Yes. It, you know, I was so sure that my life would always be that way. I was Mm -hmm. so sure I would live in that hole for so long. And I look back at it now with so much love for myself, so much love for my husband and so much gratitude because Mm -hmm. I've come into the knowing that there is always more available for me. Mm. That is so powerful. So how things looked prior. Oh, sex and intimacy for me, looking back, were something that I always struggled with. There would be many times after an experience with a partner where I would have nausea after sex, almost like a a vulnerability hangover, but like a sensuality hangover. And I would (laughs) literally have 
nausea present in my body. And so with my husband, as most relationships in the beginning, I was able to meet him in that space. We were able to be intimate and connect and come into union and it was fine and lovely and good. But as things got more serious, as we committed to each other, as he really started to see me, Mm. I ran away. I ran away. Um, There were points in our marriage where at one point I had had to ask him to stop kissing me before we went to bed. And I look, I know, I know. Sending so much love for that version of you. (laughs) She couldn't receive. Mm. I would be turned over, head on the pillow, and he would place an arm on my shoulder and come softly around to my face to kiss me. And my entire body would harden, Mm. heart racing, fight or flight engaged. And I would just have this somatic reaction to even an invitation for a kiss. Yeah. Yeah. So you can imagine what actual intimacy and sex Mm. was looking like. It was mostly non-existent. I I would literally leave not just my body, but the planet. I would harden. So sex was incredibly painful for me. Mm -hmm. And every part of me was constricted. Physically, of course, but also emotionally and spiritually, everything was hardened. Mm. I deeply resonate. I deeply resonate. Mm. Yeah. I think a lot of women who hear this will. And on the other side of that, I've got a partner who, thank goodness, I just, all the gratitude in the world was nothing but open, nothing but gentle, nothing but wanted to support me. And I Mm -hmm. could cry when I say this, but this man loves me so much. He said to me at one point, honey, if we never have sex again, it doesn't matter. I Mm. love you. (laughs) What an angel. (laughs) He's so sweet. I know that his level of commitment to me runs Mm -hmm. that deep that he took my hand and said, I'm here, I'm here. And it's funny, you know, he shared with me because we've had a lot of conversations about this. And he has said to me recently when we've just been reviewing the past, he'll just kind of smirk at me and go, I always knew we would get here. Oh, that made me cry the whole podcast. <laughs> Such a happy tears because you're masculine, so anchored anchored this for you and I feel like mine I'm in the deepest reverence and I have so much respect for my husband because this was a seven-year six-year experience for us before I started awakening to pleasure and legitimately he was the one who like got me a vibrator and was like, you need to, he has always been my like sex guide. Like, but he's always held space for me. He would say to me, like, I never want to hurt you. Like, it's not my intention. So like, he would be like, I can tell, he would say this to me. And I, and it was so powerful. He'd be like, when I like enter you, I feel like your pH is off. And I know he's like that in tune. He'd be like, your pH is off. And I don't want like that. That's when I know you're not, you're not aroused. You're not into it. Like you're just 
because I was betraying myself by being like, okay, I have to have sex. So I'm just going to be here so that he can have pleasure. It had nothing to do with him. He didn't want to like hurt me, but it was like, I thought in my head, in my programming, in my conditioning that like I had to do a service to him. So I would just kind of like lay there, but it would be extremely painful. And he would be like, your pH is off. This isn't pleasurable for me. Like he would be like, this isn't pleasurable for me to have you experience it this way. Like I know when you're not into it. And I'm like, so he knew before me. (laughs) Same experience over here. Absolutely the same. And that was the hard thing for me when my husband and I came together part of the reason we were attracted to one another is because I was so in my masculine, he allowed me to stay in it and he Mm -hmm. was in his feminine and I allowed him to stay in that. And so there was a lot of fear in doing this work that creating the polarity and swapping roles might result in the crumbling of the foundation that we've built. And thank God it did because I don't want that foundation anymore. Now we have a new one. I don't want to be in my masculine anymore. I was at the car dealership of getting an oil change the other day, just tuning in. I was like, I can go, I'm going to sit here and work and like do all this gorgeousness. But I felt my husband got off work and he was like, Hey, are you still there? I was like, yeah, I've been here for a while. He came in his masculine essence. And he was like, all right, let me handle the financials of this and speak to all the people for you. And I was just like, before I would have stopped him because I'd be like you're being you're being too aggressive you're being too much like uh-huh. like so triggered by that masculinity mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so the other day I just witnessed him being like this is what I want like speaking for himself and I was so turned on I was like yes. I have been blocking you here I have been like don't stand up for me I have to do it all myself. And he was like, no, like if you are not changing the tires, you're not charging us for the alignment. And I was like, whoa, yes. Like so charged by the whole experience. I was like, I love when you were in your masculine, like it is so sexy to me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing I've learned is that for me, Stepping more into my feminine didn't mean losing my power like I thought that it did. Mm. And so when we were in the early days of this, I remember feeling, especially walking into that therapist's office, number one was that fear of having to leave my husband. And the other was just this weight of guilt and shame that was so heavy to carry. I felt like there's so much pressure on newlyweds. You know, we're newlyweds. We're supposed to be having all this like wild sex and all over each other. And I wasn't able to hold the space for that. And so I felt deeply saddened and bad for my husband. Like I am Mm -hmm. depriving you of this thing that society says I'm supposed to be, you know, giving to you. And I'm, I'm failing. I'm a bad wife. I'm failing. And the weight of that could have crushed my very soul. Yeah. Mm. It's like the pressure and, and we as women, maybe not now being in our, our essences, but before I found that women tried to outsex each other, when I would be like in conversation with women prior to my awakening, it would be like, yes. oh, well, I'm having sex three times a week. I've squirted four times. I'm like, what? 
like that is not my experience at all. It would be like this very competitive energy. And so then it just like, cont- it, it, it charged this continuation of like the narrative in my head of like, oh, okay, like everyone else is having sex five times a week and you're only having sex like once or twice, like, or like, or not for months. not at all. <laughs> like, yes. And yes. it doesn't flow that way. And like, I would be initiating sex and like not really want it, but just initiating it. And then I'd be like, ah, I would get really excited, but then I'd be like, no, 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 I really want you. And I want to show you love in this way, but my body was like, no. Well, and that for me is what felt so isolating is being mm-hmm. around women who were talking about their sexual experiences. And it was like, I can't even let my husband kiss me goodnight. I'm so broken. What is wrong with mm. me? What is wrong with me? And so that is when I started my therapeutic journey. Yeah. And this feels important to say, when I decided I was ready to go to therapy, wasn't when my body decided it was ready to release all of the hardening and all of the stuff going on around sex. That actually came later. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so there was this like, what the heck? I'm going to therapy. Why isn't this releasing? It's like staring at a turtle. You know, the, when they see us coming, they're so shy and they get in their shell. If you stand over that damn turtle and you're like, excuse me, come out. That <laughs> never worked. Like they're going to stay holed up in there. And that's what I was doing with this piece of my healing. I love that. Truly like, oh, why isn't it happening right immediately? Like, because yeah, we are working with different bodies, right? Like the emotional body. We're also working with past trauma, moving through so much. And your body is like, your body will let you know when your body's ready. Like truly, but we can't pressure ourselves. I remember, and I want to share this because this is really important to find the right therapist. But during this time, right? I was so blown open. I felt, oh, my awakening was so like, oh, like just, I felt like I was shaking all the time. And I had gone to a therapist because I was so distraught. I was like, I, my deepest fear was having my marriage end. I, I didn't want yes. to lose my husband. I, I knew that him and I were meant to be together, but I couldn't step fully in. And so I went to this therapist and she had told me, And I told her about the trauma I had had. And I told her about all of these things. And she literally was like, well, why don't you try calling him into the bedroom and being a dominatrix and just pushing through the pain? I was like, oh, honey. I was like, whoa. Using my discernment, I was like, this is not for me. And a week, a week later, one week I stumbled upon Andrea and I, I, I felt so disempowered in that therapy experience, but I felt so empowered saying like, this is not for me. This therapist is not for me. If someone is going to tell you to do something you're not ready for you as the, the soul have to use your power and say like, no. And so I knew that spirit would align me with who I needed. And I called in somebody who was a sister, but a mother, sensitive, feminine, who could just hold me through this. And literally Andrea showed up a week later on my 
Facebook timeline. That is so fabulous. And that quite frankly is a whole other podcast episode, but being (laughs) able to find a therapist that is in alignment with you. And I I won't get into it because I could talk about this for hours, but you get to tune in with your body and decide if somebody is is to take you down a healing path or not Mm. and trusting those signals that you're getting and be able to discern, do I want to run from this because it's fear and avoidance or is this truly, am I getting a no in my body? Yes. Mm. So you're in therapy. So I'm in therapy and there are still a lot of blocks. I'm Mm. not checking, still very in my masculine, mind you, I'm ready to go into therapy and check off the boxes, right? (laughs) I feel this and I feel this and I feel this. But here's what I found. If we truly are the layers of the onion, I can't go straight for the core. So the healing Mm. work that I did with that first therapist truly laid phenomenal groundwork, allowed me to move past these painful hurt parts to get to the core, to head towards what I was desiring to heal. So I engaged in that. That's where I found Reiki, did a lot of my own training. So from there, my spiritual journey really started to take off deep exploration of self, of my relationships, of my job, just really looking at the world in a different way, really coming home to what felt so natural to me and what felt greater than me and what lit me up and made me feel good. And then we moved from, we were living in Nashville at the time. So we moved to Georgia and I was on Instagram one day and I stumbled upon a post by Andrea's partner, Matthew. And this post, it just blew my mind. It was talking about something I'd never heard of before. Post was on energetic permission. Ah. (laughs) Yeah, you already know where I'm going. I already know. (laughs) You already know. So I read this post where this man, first of all, is speaking so freely and openly about sensuality and sexuality that that alone made me want to recoil, right? Like that Mm -hmm. alone triggered me, but something made me read further. Mm. And he starts talking about what it means to give somebody energetic permission to enter your body. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And as someone who is a Reiki practitioner over here, all about energy, I was just completely blown away at this concept. It made Mm. so much sense to me. It was a full body. Yes. Tingles all over. I feel them again right now. It had never occurred to me to check in with my body, to ask what she needs from me, to see if she's okay, to give another person, not just that verbal. Yes. But energetically, I am giving you permission to come into my womb space. Mm Mm-hmm. I hear you. (laughs) Yes, yes. So to make a long story short, from there, I found Andrea. Mm -hmm. And after following her for some months, she opened up her own program. And I had a full body yes. I had a Mm -hmm. full body yes. And to my very deep surprise, as my husband is over there navigating his own healing journey, doing his own work, comes to me and says, Matthew has a program too. It's feeling Mm -hmm. in alignment. Let's do it Ah! together. (laughs) So we embarked on a 
three-month, four-month journey together of really, really diving into pleasure and diving into sacred sexuality and Tantra and really being at home in our bodies and sharing our vessels with each other in a whole new way. And mind you, I didn't know what to expect here. We're still navigating this place at this point where the sex is infrequent. I'm still exiting my body during it, but Mm -hmm. I'm deeply desiring something different. It was as if I knew there was more and I didn't know how to access it. And that's when I started to learn about sex as a spiritual practice, Mm -hmm. sex as a prayer, sacred sex, sex magic, all these really, really fabulously potent things that just felt like I've learned about this before. I've done this before. Mm-hmm. This is a new concept to me in this lifetime, but it's not a new concept to me. Yeah. So we uh, we did the program, and you know this this feels important to share. There was one. This wasn't that long ago. I had done um, an orgasmic breathwork experience led by Andrea. And I was just feeling this activation in my body and even allowing myself to feel turn on or pleasure alone was resulting in those, those feelings of guilt and shame and nausea. But I was really, I'd been exploring, starting to open up more and I was feeling turned on. And I went to my husband and I said, I just did this breath work. I'm feeling all riled up. Let's have sex. Mm. And yeah, he, of course, I don't think, I think I blinked and all his clothes were off. Um, oh, he was like, oh, yeah. he was like, he's, he was ready. Right? Full body, he was yes. So, so full ready. Full body, full yes. body. <laughs> yes, he was so ready. And so we had sex, and this was the first time I remember telling him, wait a minute. He was at the base of my yoni, and I said, mm-hmm. wait before you enter. And I checked in with my body, and I gave that energetic permission. And I just pictured my womb space unfolding like a lotus flower. Mm. And he entered me, and for the first time in years, I had no pain. No pain. So Mm. he comes into me. He moves all the way. He fills me in a way I didn't Mm. know I could be filled, and I just start sobbing. Yeah sobbing and he's kind of panicked and he's like oh my gosh are you okay and I just said I'm so happy I didn't know Oof! now here I go I didn't know we could ever get to this place I didn't know I could receive this I didn't know I could do this without pain I didn't know I could want it I didn't know it was safe to step out of my masculine and we just sat there for I don't know how long And he just sat there inside of me and we held each other and just cried. Oh, that is magical. I'm crying. (laughs) Yeah, that story usually gets me. And that, Uh. listen, that is not to say that things are always perfect now. We're having this wild sex and we're swinging from the chandeliers. But at the end of the day, I know it's safe to experience pleasure Mm. in my body now. Literally, yes. A big fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just am in, in such awe of you and your vulnerability to share because oh, it's such a permission 
give such permission to others listening, other women listening that like, this is available to you. You've got to do the work, but it's available. And, um, I've had a very similar experience. I had very painful sex. I never had orgasms besides with a vibrator and through navigating the sexual awakening, like Dustin and I are beginning to find our flow. And so tuning in and giving, giving my Yoni a voice was something that has changed my experience and even um I want to say a week ago I don't know what is happening currently but I'm doing a lot of womb clearing so my yoni is saying no a lot more remembering that sex does not have to look like a sequence it does not have to be a certain number of times yes thank you I had a conversation with my husband I was like how often are you desiring to have sex he's like I want it to flow And I was like, thank you. Like, that is so healing to me because I had this number in my head, like it has to be two or three times a week or else I'm not doing my job, right? Healing that narrative. Mm -hmm. And then coming back, I've been doing some womb clearing um, for the past couple of months. And since I went on my my retreat and, oh, my yoni was just like, no, it's a no. (laughs) I'm like, come on, I'm really like, want to have sex like I my husband was gone for seven months like let's go she's like no because she's trying to like test me a little bit she's trying to make sure I'm listening so I was having sex the other night a couple nights ago and it was a no and I didn't listen to her and it was not so knowing that there are going to be moments where (laughs) you were tuning into your brain and not into your body and giving yourself permission to have those moments. I was like, I was like, Oh no, I didn't listen to her. And I stopped in the middle and I, and I had a really awesome conversation with my husband. I was like, Hey, sometimes it would make me feel really vulnerable to say like, no, because I truly desire to be with you, to be in harmony, to be in connection, to be in union with you. But my Yoni is not down right now. (laughs) she's doing some stuff and so giving my yoni a voice has really ah really helped me to step out of that like self-betrayal narrative well I have a I love that story because I have a similar one Mm. and I think that it's such medicine to hear other women say that we're on this path and we're not doing it perfectly. Right. And that there's room, there's always room for improvement. And when I do something, whether it's have sex or insert a moon cup or put anything up in near or on my Yoni, that doesn't feel good. I can go back and make that amends and let her know I'll listen better next time. It wasn't that long ago. I think last week, my husband and I were, having sex and I got the no, just like you. I got the uh. no and I pushed through and I, I know. through. I know. And my husband was the one who said, this was maybe the biggest turn on of my life. He paused and he goes, Hey, I'm getting a no from your Yoni. I think we should stop. Mm. 
So even like that, inviting our beloveds in to, to be so in tune with our bodies that they can receive that messaging too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. So many layers. I love that he was like, uh, this feels like a no. And you were like, <laughs> thank you. Because it is, but like sometimes I'm still working through it. And it's it doesn't matter how much... Uh, how deep you've, you've dove in, right? There's so much more to find so much more. And remembering that it's a practice, it's always going to be a practice, especially when you're in this container, you're in this, this marriage container, you're in this harmony. There's going to be times, right? Like in the fullest commitment that you're like, yes, we are so going through a stage of our lives where we are just like "Mm," having sex all the time. And then there are stages of contraction where I'm like, I am so deeply in me right now that I don't desire to be filled. I don't desire to um, have penetration or any of it. And honoring all of that, I feel like when I have sex, I desire such a depth, such a soul connection, such a in the body experience such a deep meditative experience that like it is very intense so when i am in that container like it doesn't happen as often because it's not surface level it's so deep so it's like okay like there are times when that surface level sex invites me and I'm like okay cool and then I'm like my own is like this is not the full experience and I'm like oh yeah you're right like tuning in tuning in right yeah knowing that you can flow between whatever but I find that like the surface level sex is just not what I'm here for I want deep deep passion and I'm working towards that I have to embody that with myself first that deep passionate self-pleasure experience that like really beautiful like breath and meditation and release and full body orgasm and then after I focus and learn that myself I can do that with my partner and I think that's the biggest thing I would want other women to know here is that we are literally reprogramming a lifetime of messaging around this. Mm-hmm. And so it is easy for me too to get caught up in like, oh, why isn't this perfect yet? Or why doesn't this look like that? But that this is truly a practice and that there is medicine in the light and in the success and in the ways that we're growing. And there's also deep medicine in the shadows and things that still need some work because there is always more available to me. So this will forever be a practice. And Mm -hmm. I'm so deeply grateful to that, that there's no finish line here because that means there is just abundance here beyond what I can even fathom. Mm -hmm. And I've got a lifetime to practice getting there. I love that. I love that so much. So my final question, if you could give the younger version of you, the version of you who thought that this was not available to her, if you could give her advice, a message, some support, what would you speak into her now? 
Well, the first thing I want to do is hold her. Mm. So we're just going to imagine that I'm doing that because, oh, does she need some love? And I think the biggest thing that I would like to share with her is the deep knowing that she is not broken. Mm. There is nothing wrong with her. She's not a bad wife. She's not a bad woman. She is not bound to a life where she does not experience pleasure. She is actually seeking something so much deeper. Mm. And it is on her way to her if she can soften and offer herself some grace and some love. Mm. I hope that everyone listening receives that message because that was such medicine. I know my inner me, my past me is receiving that. And I know your you is receiving that. Mm. Just taking a minute here to just like give yourself a hug. Mm. To know that it's okay to meet yourself exactly where you're at. To know that this is a journey, not a destination. Just to feel that love coming back to you now. Feels so good. So good. So good. This is just one of my most favorite topics. I think that there is so much medicine in this. There are so many women who need to hear this. If I had stumbled across a podcast like this in the depths of my loneliness around Mm -hmm. sex and pleasure, how wonderful that would have been. I know. I thought I was alone. (laughs) I I literally thought I was alone in it. And so the whole purpose of this podcast is for women not to feel alone during their spiritual awakenings, their sexual awakenings in womanhood. We're not meant to do this alone. We're meant to do this in connection. And I just feel so honored to have had this conversation with you it was medicine for my soul so deeply (laughs) so where can listeners find you how can they get connected with you how can they work with you Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, dear one. You can find me on my website at www.caseypaglarulo.com. That's C-A-S-E-Y-P-A-G-L-I-A-R-U-L-O. And if you go to that website, you will find more about the services that I offer from distance Reiki to therapeutic support to all kinds of just yummy, awesome things. And you can just gather everything you need there. And you can also reach out to me on Instagram. That's Casey Paglarulo underscore. Would love to have you join me there as well. Uh Join her. Join her. It's just been such a pleasure, goddess. Thank you. Thank you so for having much me. for sharing your deep truth. I'm just, I'm in awe of you. I'm Alexandria Kenyon, and you've been listening to Naked Conversations, the podcast. 
you can connect with me on Instagram at Naked Conversations Podcast or on my website, alexandriakenyon.com. Thank you for listening. Till next time.